0: hello and welcome to the great Gildersleeve sleeve from otrgold.com this episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors craft presents the great Gildersleeve. Yeah. sleeve <laughs> Cheese Company will also bring you the Craft Music Hall every Thursday night. Present each week at this time, Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve, written by John Wheaton and Sam Moore. We'll hear from the Great Gildersleeve in just a moment. You know, I've just learned from several mothers in the neighborhood that their meal planning problem is not three, but four meals a day. That is, if you count in the after-school snack that means so much to healthy, growing children. Well, I've found out, too, that many mothers make short work of that in-between meal. Along with a glass of milk, they serve a slice of bread spread with parquet margarine, and their youngsters are really satisfied. For parquet, the quality margarine made by Kraft is both delicious and nourishing. It's made to order for grown-up wartime appetites as well as for hungry youngsters. Yes, parquet margarine has become a favorite mealtime spread for bread because it has such a grand appetizing flavor. And because it's one of the best energy foods you can serve. What's more, every pound contains 9,000 units of vitamin A. So buy it tomorrow. Parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Now let's look in on the great sleeve. It's a cold winter Saturday, and he's at home, occupying himself with some papers that look very important, while mm. Leroy plays happily by the fire with his Christmas puppy.
1: If you claim a credit in line 15, disregard lines 19A and B, complete schedule L1 on page 4, and enter result in line 19C. Gibberish. Has the puppy eaten this morning, Leroy?
2: Oh, sure, he ate and ate and ate.
1: I wonder if I could put him down as a dependent. Yeah, I suppose not.
2: What are you going to help me build a house for, Monk?
1: A house? Not today, Leroy.
2: What's your promise? I
1: know, but i got to get started on this confounded income tax.
2: I thought it didn't have to be in March.
1: Don't worry, it'll take till March to finish it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, if line 20 is larger than line 21D, enter the difference here and also as item 20, page 1. If not, see item 23. The dog is right. Line 20. Confound it, Leroy. He'll have to keep the dog quiet. This thing is very complicated.
2: Well, if he had his own house, he could go there and not bother anybody.
1: I can't build it today, my boy, but I've got to have quiet.
2: Okay. Have to be quiet, Stinky.
1: Yeah. What? What'd you call the puppy, Leroy?
2: Stinky. That's his name. Since when? Since yesterday. Yeah.
1: Well, I won't have him call that. He'll have to find something more suitable.
2: Oh, gosh, he likes it, Unc. It suits him fine.
1: If you'd give him a bath, it wouldn't be so appropriate. <laughs> Why don't you go and give him a bath right now?
2: It's bad for puppies to have baths in the winter.
1: Nonsense. Who told you that? You did. Oh. Uh. Uncle Lord!
3: has the mail come yet?
1: Mail? I don't know, my dear. I haven't looked.
3: <laughs> oh, what's the matter, stinky?
1: Marjorie.
3: <laughs> well, what did I do?
1: I do not like the name for the puppy. Can't we get a more dignified name for him?
2: Like what? He wants to call him Rover.
1: I didn't say anything about Rover, although Rover's a nice name for a dog. Here, Rover. Here, Rover.
2: Doesn't seem to go for it. You can't expect him to know it the first
4: time.
1: Here, Rover. Nice, Rover. Come to Uncle Mart. Rover. Rover. <laughs> Don't you growl at me, you little mutt.
4: He's not a mutt, he's an Airedale.
1: An Airedale? Well, he behaves like a mutt.
4: Oh, he can't help
2: it. I'm going to get the mail.
1: Yeah, why don't you go somewhere too, Leroy? Take the dog with you.
2: It's too cold to go out. What is that to do?
1: Uh, go practice your piano. You haven't practiced all week.
2: Okay. Come on, Stick. Come on, Rover.
1: <laughs> Victory tax credit. Phew, this is a lulu.
3: Here you are, Uncle Mort. Some lovely mail to cheer you up. Huh? What is it? A bill from Dr. Hargrave. Uh,
1: certainly didn't lose any time. I wonder what he'll have the nerve to charge me. All those fancy instruments, complicated tests. Well, I won't pay it, that's all. The robber. Well, what is it? To professional services, $2. What does he think I am, a pauper? <laughs> Leroy. See, there's something about deducting medical expenses on your income tax. Here, Instruction 15. The deduction is limited to such expenses oh, as. Leroy! Leroy, answer Bertie. Confound it, I've got to have quiet here.
5: What do you want, Bertie? Did you feed Stinky this morning?
1: Bertie? What's the
6: matter, Miss Gilsley?
1: That's not the name I want that puppy called. It's very offensive. It sure is, but it fits
6: him.
2: <laughs> what I want to know is how long is he going to be sleeping in my kitchen? Yeah, if he had a doghouse.
1: Quiet! I've got to have absolute quiet here.
2: Yes, sir.
1: That's more like it. Now. Single person not living with husband or wife, 25%, plus 2% for each dependent of line four, but not more than $500 plus $100 for each dependent. By George, I give up. Come on, Leroy, let's build a doghouse for Stinky. (laughs) As dark as your hat down here. You go ahead, Leroy, and turn on the light.
2: I will if I can find it.
1: It's right over where the workbench is.
2: I know, but where's the workbench?
1: Right under the light.
2: Big help you are. Ouch! What's the matter? I bumped into something.
1: Well, why don't you watch where you're going? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) who left that there and what is it?
2: It's my sled.
1: What's your sled doing in the cellar? Oh,
2: just polishing my runners.
1: If I find it here again, Leroy, I'm going to burn it. Now turn on the light.
2: I've got it. There.
1: Leroy, I thought I told you to clean up this place way before Christmas.
2: I did, Unc.
1: You did. Just look at it.
2: I know. Isn't it terrible? You clean up anything around here, and right away somebody messes it up.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) It's discouraging.
1: I give up. Let's get on with the doghouse.
2: Yeah, let's. Here's a soapbox I've been saving. Soapbox? I thought if we cut a hole in one end for a door and put a roof on it. That's no good. Why not?
1: In the first place, it's not big enough. We need something about three feet six inches.
2: Three feet six inches? The dog is only a foot long.
1: He won't always be a puppy, you know. You have to remember we're building for the future here. Besides, whatever's worth doing at all is worth doing well. Remember that. Get me one of those long boards over there.
2: They got nails in them.
1: We'll pull them out. (sighs) (laughs) That's the stuff, my boy. Now lay it on top of this soapbox, and we'll saw it into lengths.
2: Can I saw, Unc?
1: Perhaps after I've shown you how.
2: For corn's sake, I've been sawing all my life.
1: Well, there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything, my boy. You might as well start by learning the right way. Okay. First you observe, I take the ruler, and I measure it off very carefully. Exactly three feet and six inches. Then? Unc. What?
2: The ruler. Wrong
4: end.
1: Oh. (laughs) Don't mark these very clearly, my boy. There. Now, the saw. Here you are. Thank you. There. Now about saws. There are two kinds of saws. The cross-cut and the, um, uh, the other kind. Rip. Where? What?
2: Rip saw. That's the other kind.
1: Oh, very good. Rip. <laughs> Do you know how to tell them apart? No. How? Well, um, uh, takes experience. All these things call for experience
2: What kind is this? Huh? The saw, is it a cross-cutter or a rip-saw?
1: Well, sort of in between (laughs) (laughs) Now observe the way I hold it, Leroy Lightly yet firmly Being careful at all times not to drop it or bang it against anything (laughs) Uh, Teeth are very delicate, you know I know Now, you take your piece of wood, so You place it on the box And you put your knee on top of it to steady it Mm. Yes. Are you watching? I'm watching. Next, I raise the saw, take careful aim, and start in with a smooth, even stroke.
2: <laughs> you hit a nail, Unc.
1: Eh, darn bored. That's the trouble with it.
2: That's bad for the saw.
1: You don't have to tell me, Leroy. <laughs> Only it wasn't my fault. But I'll tell you. We'll make the doghouse three feet five inches... That way, we'll miss the nails.
2: Yeah, but there's a knot.
1: <laughs> a knot? Yeah. All right, three feet four. That'll miss the knot.
2: <laughs> well, we may have to take a couple of inches off the dog, but let her rip. Uh,
5: darn wood. Bind.
1: Must be green. You know what? What?
2: I figure we're going to need about 48 pieces like this.
1: 48?
2: Well, there's the bottom, two sides, two ends, and two pieces for the roof.
1: She all this for a dog. <laughs> Talk to a man when he's sawing, Leroy.
2: But your coat,
4: you're sawing it. it
1: oh, <laughs> confounded thing. Stand back, Leroy.
4: <laughs>
2: Good work, Unc. That makes 17. Only 31 to go.
1: 31? Oh, Mr. Gillespie. Uh, down here, Bertie.
2: Has she been down here all afternoon? Never talk to a man when he saw him, Bertie.
1: Don't be impudent, Leroy. Uh,
6: excuse me, Mr. Gilsey. Miss Ransom's on the phone. Oh, Mrs. Ransom? Yes, if she wants to know, could you come over to our house for a little tea?
1: Could I? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Uncle.
1: Uh, tell her I here I come, Bertie.
2: But Unc, what about the doghouse?
1: Well, you get the idea now, Leroy. I'll leave the finishing touches to you.
2: Finishing touches? We haven't even started. I don't know how to go on.
1: I'll tell you what to do. You find a nice soapbox and cut a hole in one end for a door. <laughs> tell her I'll be right there, Bertie.
4: Gosh, what a character.
3: How do you like your teeth, Rock Mountain? Strong or weak?
1: Well, I'm not much of a tea hound, to tell the truth. I like it anyway. <laughs>
3: You like it strong, probably, because you're so strong.
1: <laughs> I suppose you like it weak. <laughs>
4: oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, silly. Tell me, what are you doing this evening? Have you any plans?
1: A uh, plan's not a thing. Oh,
3: good. You'll stay to supper then?
1: Oh, will I? Leela, what's up? Come on, tell me.
3: Oh, Throckmorton, you're so impetuous.
1: All right, I'll sit over here, then. (laughs) Now tell me.
3: Well, drink your tea first. You know, Throckmorton, I've had a feeling you've been a little put out with me lately.
1: Put out? I don't know where you got that. It's
3: true. You know it is. Tell me, is it because of Dr. Hargrave?
1: Why should I be put out about him? He means nothing to me, one way or the other.
3: Well, I thought maybe it was because of that party New Year's Eve and because I've been seeing so much of him lately.
1: Have you? This tea is good. Mm,
3: I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad you like it. Uh, Tell me, now that you've been to him, don't you agree that he's wonderful?
1: Who's wonderful?
3: Dr. Hargrave.
1: I don't see what's so wonderful about him. Just a doctor.
3: (sighs) Oh, but I think all doctors are wonderful.
1: Uh. Ever hear you rave about Dr. Pettibone? Of course, Pettibone doesn't kiss your hand.
3: Oh, Throckmorton, if you're implying that Dr. Hargrave has made advances to me, you're mistaken. Gracious, he's much too busy to have any interest in poor little me. All he cares about is science. Uh-huh. Hmm, that's all any real doctor cares about, science. Oh, I love science.
1: Uh-huh. Hmm
3: he looks a little like Walder Pigeon, don't you?
1: Who's Walder (laughs) Pigeon?
3: You mean to tell me you've never seen Walder Pigeon in the movies?
1: I can't tell one movie actor from another.
3: Oh, I saw him in the life of Madame Curie last week, and he was wonderful, even with a beard. Oh, so was Greg Austin. Huh? All she did was stand at his side day and night and be a help to him and bring him little things to eat. That's all I'd ask. What? Just to be allowed to stay at his side and feel that I was contributing my little bit to science.
1: Are you talking about Waller Pigeon or Dr. Hargrave?
3: <laughs> Throckmorton, you're laughing at me.
1: No, I'm not. Only Well, I... he
3: doesn't laugh at me. He told me he'd take me along with him on a case sometime.
1: Lila, if you got me over here just to tell me how wonderful Dr. Hargrave oh,
3: well, is... Oh, I'm sorry, Throckmorton. I know you're jealous and I
1: shouldn't I'm be. not jealous. Just because I'm not a doctor... Gosh, you'd think doctors were the only people who were wonderful.
3: Oh, we can't all be doctors, Throckmorton. I know that. It takes all kinds. Thank you. Now, you're a businessman. That's wonderful, too.
1: Hmm. Well.
3: It is. <laughs> you understand about financial things and all. Things that just make my poor head swim.
1: Matter of training, that's all.
3: Well, it's more than that. It takes genius. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of course, if you want to call it that. Oh,
3: I just admire anyone so when they can add and subtract and everything. <laughs>
1: I bet Hargraves can't do it. I bet Waller Pigeon can't either. Mm,
3: that's why I asked you over this evening, Frank Martin.
1: What? Why?
3: Well, I, I thought we'd be here together and we could just. Well, you see, I got my income taxes this morning and. <laughs> Declare, I can't make head or tail of him.
1: So that's it. Lila. Oh, but
3: I'd stay by your side every minute, Throckmorton, and bring you little things to eat. <laughs> please. Freddy, please.
1: Uh, by George, I wish I'd stuck to Stinky in the doghouse. <laughs>
0: Gildersleeve will be with us again in just a few seconds. During the coming drive for victory, we're all going to need extra energy to get the job done. And that's why it's so important to see that the family diet includes a plentiful supply of well balanced, nourishing foods. Foods that really taste good, like parquet, the famous spread for bread made by Kraft. Parquet has a delicate, appetizing flavor that really satisfies. It steps up your family nutrition program because it makes the family want to eat more bread and other foods that contribute to glowing health and strength. And as for energy, Parquet Margarine is one of the very best energy foods you can serve. And remember, every pound contains at least 9,000 units of important vitamin A. So for flavor, for good nutrition, and for economy, be sure to ask your dealer for Parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y, Parquet margarine. Made by craft. Now let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. Two hours have passed, but he's right where we left him. Trapped by the widow ransom's soaking snare and floundering around in her income tax.
1: Well, let's see here. Business or profession. Fill in Schedule C, two. Farmers keeping no books or account. Well, she's not a farmer. That much I know. And she's not in the armed forces.
3: Drop supper. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, don't get up, darling. I'm bringing it to you on a tray.
1: Oh, what do you got?
3: Well, it's just a sandwich and a glass of milk.
1: Is that what Walter Pigeon gets? Oh.
3: Silly, I thought as long as we'd had tea, you wouldn't be wanting much, and this way you won't have to interrupt your work.
1: Oh, that's great.
3: (laughs) How are you coming? Oh, I can see you're doing just fine.
1: I haven't even started yet, Leela. If you want me to help you with this thing, you'll have to give me the necessary information.
3: Oh, I'll be glad to, Throckmorton, if it's not too personal.
1: (laughs) To begin with, Leela... Have you had any net gain or loss from sale or exchange of property other than capital assets?
3: Gracious, how should I know? I'd have to ask Judge Hooker.
1: Well, why don't you? Why don't you get him to make out your whole income tax? He's your lawyer.
3: I know, but I've asked the judge to help me with so many things lately. I just couldn't ask him to do any more without charging me.
1: Yes, uh, yes. He'd be glad to do it.
3: You really think so?
1: He'd be delighted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's call him up and get him right over here,
3: huh? Right? Oh, I couldn't ask him, Strongmore.
1: Then I will. Where's the telephone?
3: Uh, right over there, under that door. You just lift up.
1: Oh, cute. Uh, right in the judge's line, Leela. He'll be... Hello, judge? How'd you guess? Say, listen, you old son of a gun, where have you been keeping yourself lately? I haven't seen you in a week. Is that any way to treat your friends? Oh, me too. Say, judge... Guess where I'm phoning you from. I'm at Leela's. Yes. Having more darn fun. Well, we got to thinking about you, Judge. And Leela said, gee, I wish Horace were here. And I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call him right up and see if he can't come over. How about it, Judge? Great. Hurry now. You oh, know, Judge, be sure and bring your glasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see? Just leave it to your Uncle Throckmorton. He'll be right over
7: here. That can't be him.
3: Oh, excuse me.
7: Come in. Peavy. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Ranchel. Well, well. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Won't you take off your coat? Oh no, I won't stay, Mrs. Rancham. I I was on my way home to supper and I just dropped by to leave this.
3: Clean eggs. A box of Kleenex <laughs> Kleenex? Oh, you don't know how hard it is to get Oh, Mr. Peavy, you're a lion. I declare I could
4: just kiss you
7: Well, no, I wouldn't do that
4: <laughs> <laughs>
7: As a matter of fact I, I had it put away for you under the counter Then I went away for a few days and... uh, I heard you had the flu, Peavy How are you feeling? Oh, just fine, Mr. Gellersleeve Fit as a fiddle Oh huh? <laughs> Fit as a fiddle and ready for love, huh? Well, I I, I, uh, hope I'm not interrupting anything here.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, Peavy. Stick around. We weren't doing anything.
3: (laughs) Just my income time.
1: Uh, No rush about that.
7: You say you are out of town for a few days? Uh, Yes. Mrs. Peavy and I had to go down to Belleville. Oh, great. Have a good time? Well, uh, we were there on a rather sad errand. Oh. uh, My mother-in-law, Mrs. Peavy's mother. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I guess we all have to go sometime.
3: Well, perhaps it was all for the best.
7: Well, I raised that point, but Mrs. Peavy... (laughs) She couldn't seem to see it my way. Of course, she was upset.
3: Oh, of course.
7: But it was a nice service. Dr. Coltenmeyer spoke a few words, and we saw a lot of people we hadn't seen in a long time. Everything was very nice. Mm,
3: That's always such a comfort I find.
7: Yes. You know, the old lady lived with us for a good many years before she went to Belleville to live with her son. I guess it won't seem like home without her. Well, no, I I guess I'd better be getting along home.
1: (laughs) Uh, don't rush off, Peavy. Oh, no, don't.
3: We're not doing anything, just trying to finish my income tax.
7: Yes, income tax. Have you looked at the thing yet, Peavy? Mr. Gilversleeve, I looked at it this morning. And there's one thing I wish someone would tell me.
1: Oh? What's that?
7: Are they kidding? <laughs>
1: heaven. Must be Hooker. I'll go.
5: Well, hello, Judge. Come on in. Thank you, Gildy. By golly, I'm glad you called me up. I'm just in the mood for a little diversion.
1: Oh, uh, well, you came to the right place, Judge. <laughs> Here, let me have your coat. Thank you. Yes, sir. Plenty of diversion. <laughs> Charming hostess. Indeed she is. Where is Leela? In the other room. Plenty of diversion, Judge, and a chance to do a New Year's good deed, too. Mm-hmm.
5: Good deed?
1: Uh-huh. Say, Horace... Let's help Leela with her income tax. Gildersleeve, you're a dirty dog. (laughs) (laughs) Why, Horace, the poor little girl is desperate. Are you going to let her think you're unwilling to help?
5: Well, I'm not unwilling. I just don't like to be invited to people's houses under false pretenses. Oh,
1: Horace, now come on, be a sport. We'll have it done in
5: no time. Well, I guess you haven't seen the new tax form.
1: Well, Leela, here's Horace.
5: Many hands make light work, you know.
3: Oh, Horace, you're an angel to help me.
5: Glad to do it for you, Leela. Glad to do it. <laughs> Got your checkbooks here, deposit
3: slips? Rockmorton, I knew we would think of something practical right away. Here they are, Judge.
5: Fine. Now, these represent all the money you receive during the year, do they not?
3: Well, practically. All my big checks are deposited. Only once in a while I get a little bitty dividend and I just cash that.
1: Uh, uh, this is going to be worse than I thought.
5: <laughs> now, let me see that list of your securities. Now, write down all the dividends, whether you got them or not.
3: Uh, here's the list. Remember, you made it out for me yourself.
5: Yeah, I remember. I see. One share of Happy Valley Light and Power, $5. One share of Fisdale Improvement Company, $5. Leela,
1: $5. let's go in the other room and let the judge concentrate.
3: He might want to ask some
1: questions. No, he's got all the stuff right there. Come on.
3: Strachmorton, I don't feel right sneaking off like this while the judge is working.
1: We weren't helping him any. When there's something I can do to help, I'll do it. Come on. Let's sit by the fire.
3: No, I don't think we'd better
1: somehow. Oh? Oh, I've got a great idea. Let's dance.
3: Oh, no, the radio would disturb the judge.
1: We won't use the radio. I'll just sing softly in your little ear.
3: (laughs) Well, just
4: for a minute.
1: (laughs) Why do I love you? Why do you love me? (laughs) Oh,
4: Uh, you do
3: dance nicely, Throckmorton. Now, now, let's just dine, shall we?
1: Let's go downtown someplace and dance, Leela. Just for a little while, the judge will never notice we've gone. Why,
3: Throckmorton, what a disloyal idea. You got Horace over here to help
5: you.
1: Yeah, and he's being a big help. (laughs) Listen, Leela. Now,
3: Throckmorton,
5: stop. Hey, Gildersleeve,
1: what's going on? Oh, we were just dancing, Judge.
5: Dancing? I don't see any orchestra.
3: Uh, Throckmorton was singing for the music.
5: Uh, Well, that sounds more like what I came over for. Gillersley, suppose you go check my addition while I tread a few measures.
1: Judge, I'll take your addition on trust. Well, I'd feel much better if you check it, Throckmorton. Uh, this is no fair, you old goat.
5: <laughs> Leela, may I have the pleasure of this dance? I'd be delighted, Judge. All right. Play, orchestra. Play. Put on your old gray bonnet with the blue ribbon on it while I put old Diamond to the shade. Or we're off to Dover through the fields of clover on our golden wedding day.
3: My goodness, Horace, you certainly dance vigorously. <laughs>
5: Thank you, Leela. You're a very good dancer yourself. Oh,
3: thank you.
5: You're looking very handsome, too. Now, Judge. Say, why don't you and I go down to Peavy's and get a soda? Throckmorton will never notice. Why, Horace Hooker, I thought you came over here to help me. Well, I did, but Gildy's doing so well, I thought... Oh, come on. Just take us a few minutes. Judge, you ought to be ashamed. Is this
1: man annoying you, madam? (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well... Through with your addition, Throckmorton?
1: Yeah, and the judge made a mistake, too. I don't believe it. Where was it? That's for you to find out. It's there. <laughs> come on, Leela. It's my dance.
3: Oh, now you boys are being ridiculous, both of you. Let's go and finish up my poor little income tax, and then we can all have fun.
1: But, Leela, it's my turn.
3: Now you have the first turn. Now you're all even. Come on, Throckmorton, let's finish up. Oh,
1: well,
5: come on, Judge. All right. Now, let's see. Leela, did you make any contributions during
3: the year 1943? Well, I put 50 cents in the plate every Sunday. Oh, mercy, who can that be? Excuse me, Horace Throckmorton.
1: All right, Judge, contributions is easy. What about net capital gains? Let me see you explain that, Mrs. Martin. Ah, good evening, Mrs. Ransom. Why, well,
3: Dr. Hargrave, what a surprise. Well,
6: I warned you I'd need your help on a case sometime. Would you like to be an angel of mercy for a little while?
3: Oh, I surely would, doctor. Only... I've got
6: a call about twenty miles out in the country. Some farmer's broken his leg, but it's a nice moonlight night, and my tank is full of gas.
3: Oh, how exciting! How exciting the broken leg, I mean.
6: Well. Are you game?
3: Well, I'll tell you, I've got two income tax men here working on my return, and I don't...
6: Oh, we'll be back in two hours, I promise.
4: Oh, uh, what is it, Lila? Oh,
3: Strachmorton, right, I... Did...
6: Oh, hello there, Gildersleeve uh, and Judge Hooker. Good evening. Hello, Hargrave. What do you want, your $2? <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I've got an emergency case I've got to see, Gildersleeve, and Mrs. Ransom has very kindly consented to go along as my uh, anesthetist.
4: Oh, Dr. Hargrave!
5: <laughs>
6: Now look here, Leela.
3: Leela, this isn't fair.
6: It's only twenty miles. Twenty miles.
3: Oh, where's my coat? Is this it? Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Now you boys keep working. You hear? I'll be back in an hour. But Leela! Leela! Goodbye!
6: Goodbye. Lee uh,
5: I'll be doggone. What's he got that we haven't got? A sea card.
1: That's women for you. <laughs> Leroy, it's half past eight. Bedtime, my boy.
2: Why, so it is, Unc. I've been working so hard I didn't notice.
1: Well, doing your homework?
2: Oh, no, I finished that Saturday. Huh? I've been cleaning up the cellar.
1: Well, well.
2: Good night, Uncle Morton.
1: <laughs> I wonder what's come over him. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>
0: Music heard on this program was directed by Claude Sweet. And this is Ken Carpenter speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company inviting you to listen in again next week for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve.
6: This is the National Broadcasting Company.